human beings have two primary needs in an ideal relationship between men and women. It's the need for connection and the need for separation. 80% of our happiness, our sense of fulfillment, our well-being should come from what we're doing separate from our partners. Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Now, before we get started with this podcast, big news for all of you who've been following me for several years. As you know, my first book was called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind, and it became a runaway hit. It hit number one on Amazon globally, as in becoming the number one book in the world for about five days in 2017. Thank you to all of you who supported that book. And because of that, because The Code of the Extraordinary Mind went so far, got translated into 25 language, I got my second book offer. And my second book is called The Buddha and the Badass. And I cannot wait to get it in your hands. Now, The Buddha and the Badass explores one of the things I'm most known for. And that is how do we bring our spiritual nature, the power of our mind, into that place which so far seems to shy away from spirituality. And that is the workplace. You see, so many workplaces are obsessed with productivity hacks and other things to get more done in less time. I believe the ultimate hack is tapping into your spirit or your soul. And so what I do in The Buddha and the Badass is to show you how to unify these two archetypes. First, the archetype of the Buddha, the spiritual master. And second, the archetype of the badass, the person who wants to go out there and shake things and make a dent in the universe and change things. This book is really about channeling your inner Steve Jobs. And if you find these ideas interesting, check out The Buddha and the Badass. Now, that's not all. All this week, as the book launches, the book comes out June 9 by Penguin Random House. All this week, as the book is emerging, if you pre-order, there is a ton of incredible bonuses for you. And, you know, every author says bonuses, but given I have Mind Valley and we produce the number one programs in the world in pretty much every aspect of personal growth, what I'm doing is... I'm going to give away our most expensive program of the year. It's called Be Extraordinary at Work. The program is going to be coming out in July. I'm going to be giving that away. It's a $4.99 program if you buy five copies of the book. So five copies of the book are about just over 100 bucks. Unfortunately, this offer is only valid for those of you in the U.S. and Canada for now. If you are outside the U.S. and Canada, you will have to email. But you will get Mindvalley's most expensive program, be Extraordinary at Work, completely free for five copies of the book. And if you just want one copy, that's not a problem as well. There are other great bonuses. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash Buddha Badass. Again, that's mindvalley.com forward slash Buddha Badass. And I can't wait to get this in your hands. Now, back to the Mind Valley Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the Mind Valley Podcast and Mind Valley Talks. So, with me is John Gray. John Gray, if you haven't heard of him, you're probably in the minority because John wrote a remarkable book called Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. And that book ended up selling somewhere along the lines of 50 million copies. John became a household name in America as one of the authorities on the dynamics of the male-female relationship. And he wrote a whole series of books, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, on dating, on marriage, and on sexuality. Many of John's latest books right now are also on the brain chemistry and how different 
biochemicals affect our thinking, our emotional states. So John has been one of the most prolific writers in the field of relationships and brain chemistry now for almost four decades. Prior to that, he was actually a monk. He studied with the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, and he brings in this beautiful sense of science, spirituality, and just profound wisdom in everything he does. John's a dear friend. I've had so many enlightening conversations with him on relationships, sexuality, and I thought he would be the perfect guest for this moment that we're going through right now. Because here's one of the most fascinating statistics about this time of quarantine. Divorces are going up like crazy. And what we're going to talk about is what you need to know as you're stuck in an apartment or a home with your significant other. How do you thrive during quarantine? John? It's such a pleasure to be with you. And yeah, divorce rates are going to skyrocket. And in places where people have gone through the quarantine, they have. In China, in Wuhan, they went from 12 divorces a week to 300 divorces a week. Cabin fever, too much connection, although we need love and connection, too much connection can actually have the opposite effect. And rather than just surviving this COVID time, let's thrive. Let's figure out how we can use this time to grow together in love. You know, Vision, if you want to build muscles, you go into the gym and you challenge those muscles. And it's up to you to overcome your resistance to doing those things that are good for you. And what I want to focus on in our time together is some of the things that I've seen are really good for men and women to come together, but often we resist doing because we're not always knowledgeable about what our bodies need, just like we might be eating junk food too much. We think it's good, and to eat a healthy diet doesn't seem natural. So some of the things I want to suggest maybe don't feel natural, but we have to overcome our resistance to it when we understand the logic of why it's valuable. So what is going on there? Why are divorces actually shooting through the roof? Well, what's happening is human beings generally have two primary needs in an ideal relationship between men and women. And that's what we're focusing on for the people who are in couples in the home. And it's the need for connection and the need for separation. We need to have our separate time for our identity, for we are responsible for getting what we need. We have our jobs, we have our work. Oh, suddenly we don't have our jobs in our work. You know, I have a principle in my life, which is 80% of our happiness, our sense of fulfillment, our well-being should come from what we're doing separate from our partners. That means having a whole rich life, a variety of things that stimulate you to feel loved and supported, to help you grow, things that you're doing for yourself. Then you go to your intimate relationship, which is interdependence, where you're both giving and receiving. But giving and receiving can't sustain a relationship. We have to be able to give to ourselves. So we have something to bring to the relationship. So that's a really interesting phrase. You're saying 80% of what brings us fulfillment must come outside the relationship. That's correct. And a big part of that can come from ourself. Like for me, for example, anything I'm good at that I enjoy doing is going to raise my sense of well-being, like meditating for me. It can also be learning. Anything that allows us to use the prefrontal cortex of our brain overcoming resistance. Right now, I'm cleaning up clutter in my house, for example, the things I don't want to do. You know, I tend to focus on big stuff that makes money or helps people or saves lives. And suddenly I'm in my house. Well, what are the things that I ignore, that I resist doing, that I postpone doing that could actually make a nicer house, a nicer life for my partner and I and so forth. And so the little things, 
often men resist doing, not every man, but often. But if you have resistance to it, overcoming resistance is actually something that strengthens our prefrontal cortex, which is willpower, which then lowers our stress. Anytime we're on automatic function of what's comfortable, what's easy, quite often if we're stressed, the brain has a bias towards looking at what's bad. So a lot of us are just watching the TV and seeing what's bad, what's bad, what's bad, what's bad. And unfortunately, that tendency of focusing on the negative is addictive. It actually produces more dopamine in the brain. And so then we can start looking at our partners and complaining about them, verbalizing our complaints, behaving in a way that reinforces our complaints actually makes them grow stronger. Wow. Wow. That is an interesting way of looking at it. So that could be one of the reasons why so many people are going through conflict right now. Oh, yeah. We're in a place of fight or flight. Our brain's going, how am I going to make money? Are my grandparents going to be okay? Are we in danger? Are our children doing it? Are we giving? Are we going to get enough food? These things activate the amygdala in the brain. That's the fight or flight center. And we know that the more the amygdala is firing, the less blood flow goes to the front part of the brain, which can be in present time and realize that you're in your home, you're safe. In this moment, you're all right. We need to balance the potential of negativity now with the tremendous potential positivity that's around us. But we're focusing here on our relationships. Our relationships can actually help us stay in present time out of this fight or flight mode if we understand a little of the biochemistry of men and women. So here we know a brief course in biochemistry, which is what I focused on, and Beyond Mars and Venus, the most recent book after I wrote Men Are From Mars, upgrading it. Because when I wrote Men Are From Mars, more traditional, male is the provider, woman is the homemaker, a bit more of that. Now, that's not the reality for people. You know, we're independent, everybody's independent, and women are doing more traditional roles of men, they're providing, they're making money. What this does is it stimulates what we'll call male hormones, because the hormone tests define it that way. For men to have well-being, they need to make 10 to 30 times more testosterone than women. The same behaviors stimulate testosterone in men and women, which is whenever you feel fight or flight that you have to solve something on your own, there is risk, there's danger, there's urgency, or you're just good at something and you're helping somebody solve a problem. Those types of behaviors stimulate testosterone. That's good for men. It's also good for women, but 10 times more good for men because anytime a man is in fight or flight, his testosterone is actually turning into estrogen, a female hormone that lowers his testosterone. I'll say that again. When men are facing danger and they don't feel confident, like I got this under control, I can handle this. Basically, they're losing their confidence. They feel powerless. Testosterone converts into estrogen and they become emotional they become angry, irritable, or they become passive. They fight or flight. Flight is they pull away. They detach. They lose their motivation. They become depressed. Any depressed man has low testosterone. Now flip this to the female side of the population. Their body requires 10 times more estrogen than men to have well-being and to feel romantic. And that's how to thrive during this time. To feel romantic, it has to double again. It has to be 20 times more. And for a man to be romantic, his testosterone has to double as well. So this is like, what can we do while we're home to make sure we're balancing our hormones? Because when you are stimulating the right hormones, then what happens is fight or flight goes away. You're able to stay present in present moment and handle what comes up. 
And also you can experience more fulfilling intimacy in your relationship, whether that be through affection, through love, through helping each other, or physical intimacy in the bedroom. All these things come together in harmony when we are in harmony with our own male and female sides inside. So to understand, men need to elevate testosterone production, right? And testosterone goes up if a man is actively solving a problem. The male brain has to solve a problem. It must feel comfortable in its ability to solve that problem. But you also said that the female brain needs estrogen, needs estrogen to generate those feelings of intimacy, of love. What can a female brain do to generate estrogen? Great, great question. And it was only the science of sociology that taught us this. We know through previous studies that simply oxytocin, a hormone of affection, whenever you feel safe, oxytocin gets produced or non-sexual contact at the body. If you touch somebody, pet their hair, touch their body, hold hands, put your arm around a woman, holding her, hugging her, cuddling with her in a non-sexual way will stimulate oxytocin. You feel safe. What happens then is your estrogen levels will start to rise. When you feel safe, then you can feel what you need. Estrogen is produced when you are dependent on somebody for help. So this is like, if you don't feel I can, I can get help from my partner, your estrogen doesn't go higher and higher. And this is one of the challenges for women today is that they're so independent. They're not like the old fashioned woman who's dependent on the guy and she gives love and he gives money, so to speak. That interdependence is gone. So estrogen levels are dramatically lower in women. We see this all the time. The interest in sex becomes diminished because estrogen levels aren't so high. So what we need to do is how to understand what women can do for themselves and what men can do to help women raise their estrogen. But the first thing is for women to realize, to go over to the estrogen side, if you're way on your male side, and particularly if you're feeling fight or flight, you're not supported, there's dangers going on, 80% of your life just disappeared because you're at home all the time, you're looking to your partner to do this. Well, how can he do this? We need super estrogen stimulators. And what that would look like is her first recognizing that I need to go to the part of me that needs help. And for some women, that's a scary place. They're afraid it will make them look weak and men will be less attracted to them because when men are too much in their vulnerable, needy side, women are really turned off. She's afraid mm -hmm. to go to that place. But actually, when a woman needs help, a man's got a job. And particularly all these men who are out of work are the men who've been working all day and they're exhausted. They need to have something pump them up at home, which is a partner that they can help and who will appreciate them. So a woman has to identify what her needs are from her man, communicate in such a way where he can do it and feels like her hero. Now, often women will communicate their needs in a way that doesn't make him feel like a hero. Like you're making a mess, you never clean up after yourself, why aren't you helping? Asking questions, what's wrong with you? It does not raise his testosterone. What you need to do is how to ask questions, how to ask for help in a way that builds him up. So I'll give you an example from my wife. We've married 34 years. She used to say, John, you always leave the lights on. I have to turn them out all the time. When are you going to remember? Can't you remember? It's a simple thing. Why don't you do it? You always leave the lights out. So that's a negative message. That's just going to lower my testosterone. And ironically, I would forget to do it as a result. Generally speaking, anything we resist in our partner will persist. For men, it tends to be behaviors will persist. For women, unhappy feelings will persist. Men always try to change how women feel. Women try to change how men behave. You know, there's variation in that, of course. Now, 
So what she learned to do was she learned, okay, how to make a request in a positive way. So she said one day, she just says, John, I know many times you turn out the lights, but sometimes you forget. And I'd love it if you try to remember. Thanks. And that's it. And then went out of the room. So I sat there and went, wow, that was so nice of her. She did it in such a nice way. And then I started remembering. She did it like a couple more times like that. She just said, oh, you know, I, I know you turn the light out so many times, but sometimes you forget. I'd really appreciate it if you try to remember. Not like, well, when are you going to remember? And why don't you do it? And what's your problem? Just a soft, a gentle lean against your partner. Gentle, gentle. If you can't lean, and that's where you get your emotions are all upset, we have to recognize that doesn't work. So we have to go stop, stop, stop. Let me first rebalance my hormones. Then my heart opens and I can make a request, which is easy. How to do that? When women have situations where they're not depending on their partner for support, but they have other ways to depend on support, it will raise their estrogen. For example, 90% of people who go to counselors are women because they're going and they're getting help from someone. They're sharing their feelings. They're being heard. Women need to feel heard. When she feels safe to express what she feels, what she thinks, what she wishes, what she wants, just that act of revealing herself in a safe environment will produce estrogen. Why does it do it? Because they need to reveal themselves. There's a need. I just need to relax. And, but you have to become aware. That's a need. And you have to experience it. Then your brain goes, oh, that's what I need. I need to express myself. But if you express yourself in complaints and criticism or trying to change your partner or by looking at them with disapproval, it doesn't work because he can't hear that. People can't hear you if you're attacking them, trying to change them or blame them or resisting them. So first of all, she can talk to her girlfriends. That in itself on the phone will raise estrogen. She can also learn something online, taking your classes, for example, Mind Valley. When you're learning something from someone, it forces you in the prefrontal cortex of your brain and you start to go into balance because you're not in the amygdala. You can't stay in the amygdala if you're learning something new and useful, particularly for women if they feel this is giving me the support I need to feel better. So you have to be aware. This is what I need for the support to feel better is to learn something new and different. Another thing is to share your emotions. We know in therapy that when women can share their emotions, if they just talk about their problems, they get a few benefits. But if you can go into a good therapist who will help you get in touch with naming your emotions so that they can empathize and feel your emotions, more estrogen gets produced. No problems are solved. But when estrogen goes up, stress levels go down. Now your brain does no longer have a bias towards looking at the problems and they're able to go, no big deal. I can handle this. I know what to do. Or, hey, there's nothing we can do about it. So let's be loving to each other and do nice things for each other. So there's that place where we can come back to centeredness. But under stress, we go out of that. At those times, don't believe what you feel. Don't believe what you think. This is just for people to keep going back to. When you're in fight or flight, when you're not happy and fulfilled, when you're not feeling safe, oh, we should get a divorce. Men will think, oh, nothing I do can ever make her happy. I've never been able to make her happy. I don't even know if I really loved her. That's because at those times of stress, you can't remember the positive. The brain just goes to the negative. So many times couples came to me with wanting a divorce. And I said, well, let's go back to when you first started, you know, when you fell in love with your partner. And they'll, quite often they'll say, I don't think I ever really loved my partner. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think I just needed someone at the time. They lose touch. You can't remember positivity when you're in a negative state. 
there's so much to unwrap here. But I want to raise this point because people are going to be critical of what you just said because you said something earlier. And I know some people are going to have questions on that, that women need for estrogen to go up. They need to know that they can rely on a man, right? And men have to solve problems. Doesn't that sound like you're almost saying that women shouldn't be in a position where they have to solve problems, where they have to be the CEO or the leader? You know, this is the big story and it can be misunderstood. Certainly women love solving problems. Women love being independent. Even if you're a traditional mother, you're constantly solving problems. You're the CEO of the house. It's a big job. It's just that it's a job. That job produces testosterone. But when you're nurturing your children, you get so much unconditional love that you're getting your estrogen from that. Every mother knows she needs that child's smile. You wanna change them, you wanna look at them. Also in a community of women where they're solving problems all day, traditionally, they had other women, okay? Those other women were basically there to support her. No woman ever does it alone. You don't raise children alone, you get help, okay? So I'm not saying that women shouldn't enjoy solving problems. That makes testosterone. But if you're not balancing your testosterone with feeling I have help, I'm not alone. I can depend on someone. I can get what I need to feel good. You're not going to make your estrogen. And so what is it that women need today? If you're more on your male side and you don't need a man because you're making more money, you're an executive, you're, you're handling things in the outer world, you actually have a greater need to help help to come back to your estrogen because estrogen means I'm dependent on you for something. So if women don't need men, what do they need men for? Why do you need to be in a relationship? That's what my message is about. You need a relationship to help you come back to your estrogen side, which will lower your stress. And how do you come back to your estrogen side when you can already do everything yourself? Because you can, and many things you do better than men. Why you need a man is to emotionally undress and have somebody love and adore you, have someone be there for you. Maslow explained this very clearly. He said, when you can handle your survival and security, then your higher needs come into place. And a higher need is our, the need for love, the need for emotional fulfillment. Certainly we all have needed love, but the more you feel secure in yourself, actually your emotional needs become more important. Women today who are more on their male side, they want more romance. They want more communication. And they'll pay me as a therapist $500 an hour just to talk because they need someone to talk to. Because it turns out, that when you reveal yourself a vulnerability and so you feel safe enough to do that, it produces huge amounts of estrogen and that makes you feel better. So in short, back up for a moment, look at it. I'm this guy learning how to ask women questions, not solving their problems, but solving the one problem as a therapist. They need to be able to talk and explore what's going on inside because the more you feel seen in a loving way, the more your estrogen comes up. Just like a man, as a man, we all want people to know the good things we can do. It's like, oh, I painted that fence. Look what I can do. I wrote that book. Oh, I've helped all these people. Look what I can do. Oh, I made all this money. Look what I can do. That bumps up testosterone. We want people to see and appreciate what we do. Women want you to see who they are. And if they don't know that, this is what they're learning is the more you can name and reveal these inner emotions and have somebody be there present not trying to tell you not to feel that, but understanding why you feel that, actually estrogen gets produced. And this is a magical thing that happens. And the playfulness of it is when you need help, if a man provides it, your estrogen will go up. 
That's one thing you can do to get help. Another one is massage, to have your husband massage you. Another one is to have your husband do things for you. So these are your three areas. Communication and vulnerability is a major estrogen stimulator, but also having a man wash your dishes for you, massage your feet for you, and actually an estrogen producer as well. I do this with my partner every day. Even though we're staying at home, we go for a drive. If a man drives in a car in a safe way and a woman's in the front seat, her life is in danger. She has no control. So subconsciously, she is dependent on the way he drives. And if he drives in a way that's safe for her, estrogen gets produced. I mean, this is amazing. This is, uh, if you go out on the road, you'll see typically more women are in the front seat because it feels good if your husband drives well. You can also right. see the women who are more on their testosterone side, they're driving their husbands because they don't trust the way their husbands drive. <laughs> so in this world today, when so many women are in positions of leadership, right? I have many friends where it is the woman who is the primary breadwinner. It is the woman who is the CEO. In relationships like that, knowing what we know about brain chemistry, how can we make relationships where the woman is the primary breadwinner, the woman is in a better job position? How can those relationships thrive? Well, you know, in our economy, it's just often the practical solution. If a woman can make more money at her job than a man and you've got children, couples will decide, well, honey, why don't you go to work and I'll take care of the children? So there's this role reversal. Now, that doesn't have to be a problem. It is a problem. So let's just acknowledge that. As a therapist, I see over and over couples having big problems with that, where they lose the romance, they lose the sex drive, they lose the physical intimacy, the stress comes up and they don't get along so well, or they're just good friends. They just make it like, let's just stay far enough apart so we're good friends here. But they lose that spark and they want that spark and they often get divorced and they don't know what happened. What happens is when a woman is the leader and making the money, she's making testosterone all day long. When the man is nurturing or in the home, he is making more estrogen. When he's on his emotional, empathetic side, estrogen's being produced. Now, if that's the case, what he needs for his well-being, I can go to my estrogen side. I raise my kids, okay? My wife and I took turns. But when I'm on my estrogen side, I need to balance that and get back to my male side, go play basketball okay, and go to action movies. And so she had to learn to be okay with that, that I'm not deserting her. But at the same time, she had needs that I had to address first. And that's called respecting your partner's needs. Women need respect 10 times more than men. See, we all say men need respect. Men get so much respect. What women need for their feminine side is to get this respect, which means to honor her needs. And what are her needs is that particularly if she's on her male side, she needs to come back to her female side, how to do that. And the way a man can do that is good communication skills and in her presence, doing things for her. Then he can take time to go do things for himself. That's the balance of how they can do. Because see, she needs to feel, I enormously appreciate what he does for me. But when she's burnt out, it's very hard for her to feel appreciation. There's two mm -hmm. kinds of love, or there's lots of different kinds of love. Like if I'm caring of you, and naturally, if I'm doing things for you, you feel I care about you, you're a priority, I respect you, that produces estrogen. If I appreciate you, I admire you, I trust you, you can handle it, do it for me, you're my hero, that produces testosterone. So we just have to understand that testosterone doesn't have as much of a beneficial effect for women as it does for men. 
and estrogen is not so beneficial for men unless they have the high testosterone, then it's fine. It makes you both loving and successful. So we have a responsibility to find our own hormonal balance. Men often need to do certain behaviors. Women need certain types of support in their relationships. And that would be the priority so that he provides something that she needs very, very much, which is to unwind, to express, to feel that he's there helping her personal needs that she can take personally, that will raise her estrogen. Then he can go off and do his cave time, what he needs to do, because he's gonna need to get out. But I'll tell you the difference between men and women we're talking about this issue. You know, I make a lot of money and I come home, I work really hard, I travel, I'm tired and exhausted. And if I come home, my wife says, oh, I'm so, so glad <laughs> that this weekend I got to go and with my girlfriends, I went shopping, I bought all this stuff. We got to go with the kids, went to Disneyland. We, they walked for the first time. She's talking about how fabulous her home life is. Inside of me as a man, I go, okay, I provided that for her. It brings my mood up. I feel like I did that. Turn that around and she's all exhausted coming home from a week trip. <laughs> She's talking about, honey, it was amazing. I got to see the kids walk. We went to the park. I got to play video games. Oh, I went golfing with my friend. I have the best life in the world. What happens for her is not like, I am so happy. Her life is, yeah, you get the easy life. You know what I do? And she's going to need to talk and talk and talk. Right. So I even learned when I'm off having a good time at my work, I'd always wait to see what mood is my wife in. If she's in a bad mood, I need to like make sure she vents first. Then I could say I had a good time. But you can't just suddenly go, oh, honey, yeah, I see you're having an awful day. I had such a good time. I had such a good time. That doesn't work. Turn that around and I'm in a bad mood. My wife says, oh, I'm so lucky I have this life. You know, our house is wonderful. I was in the garden all day. The sun was great. If she's happy, it bumps me up because it pumps testosterone up. Testosterone lowers stress for men. For women, when you feel like you can hear them, when they feel heard, seen, helped, and supported, then the estrogen goes up. Then they can express their positive feelings of appreciation and acceptance and trust. That's what builds testosterone up. So there's different kinds of love. We all need them. It's just when men are in stress, they need more testosterone. Women are stressed. They need more estrogen. So let's come back. We have a limited time. And I just want to give everybody a practical technique to thrive during this time of COVID. You're together and you're in fight or flight. Learn something. Be taking classes is one thing. Take them together. That's even better. There's also places where you can learn new dance steps. Learning new dance steps together. It's amazing. Like mine are all out of date, you know, from the 70s and 80s. Now I'm learning all these new moves. Okay. It's learning new things that are physical. It's also then having time apart. Women can journal. They can talk to girlfriends. They can pray. They can take care of their kids. That's one thing they can do separate from their partner. We want to get out of the mode that my happiness is primarily dependent on my partner. I have the ability without changing or needing more from my partner to be happy. That's at 80%. Then I go to my partner for 20%. Now, it's going to be hard to make that transition. So I have a technique here called genie in the bottle to actually get all of your needs met temporarily and during this short period of time from your partner. Okay, this is like, and you can keep doing it because quite fun. I love this game. It's a game you play. So you understand that you're going to help do this game to increase testosterone in men, increase estrogen in women, and help to lower the stress. It's a fun thing to do as a couple. So men like to be heroes, right? I chest up. I'm a genie. I'm all powerful. Rub me and I come out. Okay, now I'm, I'm coming out of the, the bottle. What does the genie say? He says, your wish is my command. You are my master. I'm here for you. 
I can fulfill any wish that you have. But the rules of this game is that he is the genie for just 20 minutes. You can extend it once you're enjoying it more to three hours. You know, I extend it into the nighttime, into the bedroom. It's even more fun. So you basically, she's in charge. She gets to feel she has a servant. You are her servant. It's 20 minutes. You can't say things like, you know, tomorrow I want you to do the lawn. In the future, I want you to always hug me when you see me. You know, that's the future. It's, this is just a right now moment where whatever you want again and again that you can squeeze into 20 minutes. So honey, go upstairs and get my favorite oil, lavender. I want you to do a foot massage and just bring it down and take off my shoes, take off my socks and just put a little bit on and massage. Oh yeah, a little bit more like that. Give him directions. And every time she says to do something, he says, and you'll laugh when you do this, your wish is my command. I love it. I'll do it right away for you. I'm so happy to make you happy. And she says, yes, you make me happy, my servant. I love you. You can give him a name as well if you like. You know, you can call him pet. You can call him genie. You can call him whatever you want. But she basically gets to feel power from her female side. You see, there's two kinds of power. Real masculine power is success, is to serve. That's what men are about, selfless service. When you can put yourself beyond your ego into selfless service, you thrive. And that's masculinity. That's pure testosterone is selfless service and feeling the power of femininity. And, and again, that service is making a difference, fulfilling needs of others. That's selflessness. Now, the power of women, the power of femininity, which isn't really normally seen, is the power to attract support the power to get the support you need, to draw it in like a magnet. You know, a lot of people talk about the um, law of attraction. That's our feminine energy to attract support. And what we want as human beings ultimately is through our relationships, whether we're in a straight relationship, whether we're alone, whether in a gay relationship or a heterosexual relationship, is to make sure our hormones go into balance so that we have this balanced state, then we're in the flow state. And then we can be most creative. The blood flow goes here. We're not in a defensive mode. And you know, when you're at a couple, if you're in a gay couple, the only difference in genie in a bottle is you have to take turns because <laughs> you have two women together. One gets to be, in a sense, the masculine energy and the other is the feminine. Then you have to switch it and you switch it purposefully. Even though one is generally more masculine, one's generally more feminine, it's okay. We have both needs inside of us. So we're kind of just focusing in and supporting those needs. And heterosexual couples, you'll love this and you don't need to switch afterwards. You don't want to go into that mode where you're the boss and she's following you because already she has a challenge because she's in a fight or flight state of being too far in her male side. So just enjoy this little dance. Also in the bedroom, it's really fun because for some couples, they don't talk about what they like and what they need and so forth in the bedroom. And this creates kind of a permission to talk about it, where she gets to give commands and orders and directions and so forth. And one of the things she can say after she's gotten her taste of all of that is now tell me what you like, my slave. You know, <laughs> it's, just, it's playful, it's enjoyable, it's a setting within a box. And then it doesn't go beyond that. It's like concentrated doses of testosterone for him and estrogen for her. I love it. Thank you so much, John. Thanks for joining us on this episode. A real pleasure. So for those of you who want to learn more about John and his work, go to MarsVenus.com, MarsVenus.com. Check out his collection of books. These books are classics. They are some of the best books you could read on relationships. I read your first book, John, when I was 19 years old. But thank you so much for the massive contribution you've made to the world. Thank you. 
and check out marsvenus.com. Thanks, guys. Vishen Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley Podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body? your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.